So when we began today, uh, I was we were reminded of what Mrs. Kim said last week, that we are victorious, right? And because we are victorious, we wait patiently for that victory. And I went with Pastor Kim along with the other pastors to the opening worship of Ant Engineering. And they were talking about... He was preaching out of Romans. Romans chapter 8. And that we do not hope for what we see, but we hope for what we cannot see. And what we are hoping for is the redemption of our bodies, as it says in Romans 8. And then also there's other phrases like uh, f um, the freedom of glory and the redemption of our bodies and the perfection of our salvation. And we call it in Romans, it describes this perfection of our salvation as the freedom of glory. And as he was speaking of this, Pastor Kim talked about this, that... Uh, within the characteristics of a business, we need to make money, right? And what making money is, is, is that you got to fight for what you can see. But if you, as a Christian man, seek what you can see, hope for what you can see, you will be ruined. It's where your hope is, is, is what is invisible, not what is visible. This is difficult, isn't it? And so that's what he said to the businessman. But look, the world... Whether it's you or me, this is something we all know really well. We know that what we can see is a shadow of what is invisible. Right? Though I'm speaking, but when I speak, this voice comes as a sound. And the sound itself is not something we can see. And so before these words take shape, what do we need to be ready? We need to be ready with the thought, with the thought in our mind. Without that thought, without that thought we cannot formulate words, can we? And so frankly speaking, like for example, there's a drum, right? And... And the easiest drum beat is maybe kung da, kung da, kung kung da, kung kung da, kung 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 da, kung kung da, du 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 da. You know, people think that these that that's where their thought is focused, but where is our focus? Is what you cannot see. As a drummer, what we are focused on is not that sound, okay? But as a drummer, what we have to focus on in order to hit the right beat is this sound. All we're focused on is this tempo. And it doesn't matter what tempo comes out, but this sound. But all we're focused on is this. So this is what's required as a drummer. It doesn't matter how quickly or how fast it goes. What we have to focus is on what you cannot see. And this doesn't just apply to me as a drummer, but this also applies to pianists, it applies to vocalists. Whatever we have, what in our mind is not something that we can see, right? What we can do is actually part of the invisible realm, not part of the visible realm. 
And But the most important thing is not in our thoughts, but in our spirit. And this is invisible, and yet it will manifest. It will become manifest. On the day of our Lord's glorious return, these things that have been stored up in our spirit, the most treasured of our possessions will be made manifest. Amen? So as Pastor Kim was speaking of this, and honestly, I wasn't really entirely sure where to preach out of. And yet, interestingly, okay, whenever I come to Yerbang Church, I tend to wander. I, I, I don't know why. It, it, it's, it's weird. Like, I, I find this um, tendency to wander. Sometimes it's because I don't know where we're going that I wander. But other times, um, maybe I don't know the theological aspects, and that's why we wander. And thinking that, hey, I guess everyone just lives this way, that everyone sins and everyone lives just however the world lives. Many churches in this world live that way, right? They just accept the reality of sin, and they just accept the reality of our weakness. And when we see these churches around us, we think that this is the right way to live. And yet, when you come to a church that is reigned over by God, what you realize is that if I continue this way, I'm going to end up dead. If I continue this way, I'm going to end up in big trouble. So when we face the Word of God, through the Holy Spirit, when we realize the Word of God, uh, as I said before, uh, I used to be uh, deathly afraid of death, of dying. And uh, there was a time where I could feel, uh, because I could feel, I felt that I was alive. And so one day when I lose that feeling, I'm going to die. That, that was my biggest fear. But now it's no longer about what I feel, but ah, my spirit is alive. And so, but anyways... Uh, as we live in our Christian life, what I came to realize is that eventually a moment will come where I will stand at the precipice that will determine eternity. Now, of course, I'm always in my weaknesses. Sometimes I'm always doing things well. Sometimes I do things wrong. But what I realize is that ultimately through the Word, through the Holy Spirit, through the blood, what does it say to me? It says to me to prepare in glory. Right? As Paul says, that it, uh, what a wretched soul I am. It feels like I'm alone. And honestly, we don't know how we're going to live in that day. And we think that our life is 70 years and 80 is, is long lived. But no, what we're saying, but uh, so, but no, I bless you that you would be strengthened until the end of your days. But anyways, what applies to all of us, no matter our age, is that we need to prepare for that day. Prepare for that day when he comes because he knows that time, but we do not. We do not know that time. We have no security regarding eternity. Uh, and so in that sense, we are like day flies, that we do not know when eternity begins until the day we die. It's when we die that that eternity begins. And so whether that time will be a time of beauty or a time of, of dread, we do not know. 
But there is a time and that will determine that eternity. And now is the time. Now is the time. And God wants you to receive the time now. And that's why God created you. He gave birth to you. Because he is from eternity. He created you for eternity. Many times I think, why did God create me? Why do I have to go back between hell and heaven, hell and heaven, live this kind of life, right? How many of you have lived this way? And yet what this is, is that, remember, God is grace. As it says in this wall right here, God is grace. And so when God created us, He created us to grant us grace. That was His purpose. He did not, he did not create you to destroy you. And, but we chose that destruction and when we chose that direction he was filled with sorrow and then he came to the decision and what was that decision was to send his son Jesus on this earth it's because we lack the vision of eternity that we forget to see what that eternity has done by becoming the flesh and coming to us. We did not understand the seriousness of giving up our eternity. That's why we chose to uh, bite from the apple of uh, the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. So like many times when you raise your children, your child doesn't know the mistake that he's making, and yet it's a very big accident. In the same way, we did not know what we were doing, and God loved us. But, but in light of eternity, what God could not help was, was that we chose to give up that eternity. And so in order to save that, what did He do? He sent Jesus Christ. So today... When we look at Psalms, it says that there's no one looking for God, that though all are dying, no one looks for God. And in the same way, for 400 years, uh, in this state where, where the relationship with God has been completely cut off with Israel, and yet the Gabriel comes and comes first to Zechariah, and second, first to Zechariah, and second to Mary. Mary, right? For 400 years, not a single angel has come to man. And yet the moment that revelation comes, God can, or man can do nothing for God, yes? And yet God, through Gabriel, finds, uh, seeks out his man seeks out man, not his man, but hit man. And so let's begin from verse 26 to verse 31. Okay, I'll read it. I'll read it to you. This is divided into three sections. First section is verse 26 to 30. And this is where I used the title, right? Uh, the second, the secondary title is you who have been graced 
So, uh, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's Mary was or virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So this was his subtitles, uh, Found Favor with God. What does it mean to be favored of God? It means that we stop. Because God has intervened, I stop. What do I stop? I stop the way how I lived, whatever it may be. Remember I said what's important to what's important to drum is this beat, right? This beat. But that stops. The moment you meet with God, my routine, my routine, my way of life stops. Why? Because eternity comes over me. Because truth comes over me. Because he who is the king of all kings meets with me. And I realize who I am. And as this time extends and extends in your life, then the meeting with God grows deeper and deeper. And as it goes deeper and deeper, it gets longer and longer. So as deeper as it gets, it becomes more, it reaches critical mass to the point where you can never go back to your old ways. And one of the greatest examples of this in the Bible was Paul. Paul, everything that he had considered as waste, as refuse, right? He considered as nothing better than trash, that I can no longer ever live like this ever again. So when the Lord met with us, this is one thing that happened inside of us, is that my life stopped. So today, we, we need to realize that Today, we stop our lives, right? Of course, because it is Sabbath, we understand this rest. But going beyond that, and so if you look up here, there are these, there are these lights up here. And they are all spaced away in a, in a certain amount of time, right? But if I were to try to... If I were to try to hit this with a rock, I have to sit, stand in front of it, right? And that's what the devil tries to do, is, is blocks you. But there's a time where we can stop. And so look, if I were to go down from the light, from the right to the left, right? I, if I want to hit this one, the third one on the left, I, I got to hit it before the light gets there, right? That's what the devil does. But we stop, and when we stop, we mess the timing of the devil. And so when God intervenes, we break down the order of the devil. And I no longer live by the order of the devil, but I live by the order of God. Before, I was at the whims of the devil. If the devil hit me, I would get hit. If the devil asked me to, if the devil made me hate, I would hate. Right? It may seem as if that this world uh, lives very complicated lives. But honestly, it's very simple. They just do whatever the devil does. 
And what's more simple than that is God, is God. Because when he enters, we stop. As much as grace enters into me, the more we lay down. The more his grace comes over me, the more we recognize that I have nothing to do. I cannot do anything. And the more we empty ourselves, the more he fills us with truth, the more he fills us with his love. And so... The devil keeps wanting to attack you, but he cannot attack us because we are not uh, moving at regular intervals. We are not moving at regular intervals at a constant pace, but rather we are moving however according to God's flow, God's order. Pastor Lee said that the best thing about our church is is that we are always changing. And so how how astonished would the devil be? I mean, we are astonished at how often our schedule changes, right? We are we are astonished and how much more than the devil. This is grace. If we were regularly always doing something on schedule, then the devil could attack us. If Jair did not meet with Pastor Mino Kim on Wednesday, then he would have stayed in that hardship, right? But and so anyways, when I bow down before God, when I come before God, the order, the structure, the schedule of the devil uh, breaks down. And so, uh, where, as it says, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen? And so, ultimately, what I want to speak of is grace, right? Being favored of God. And this grace comes, flows from God. And it is the Creator God, right? The good God is intervening in us. This God, as it says, created the heavens and earth in the beginning. And he, his spirit floated over the, the waters of the depths. And so in that time where we did not even exist, where it was just chaos and emptiness, God's spirit intervened. Amen? There was no one to pay the price, no one to receive the toll. It all happened within the context of relationship with God. That when we are in God's reign, when we receive His grace, then my entire lifestyle changes. Amen? It means that we need to stop. And so, when you receive grace, when you receive a grace, what is the thing that happens to you is you receive peace, which is complete victory. And so, uh, in the past, while I was with NSIP, uh, we were working to build this, uh, we were helping to to move this, uh, to move the materials in order to build this uh, building, right? And one thing that was happiness for them was that they got to stop, serve, they got to stop classes, right? Uh, they would rather work hard than, than, than uh, go into the lesson. That's the grace that they received. And what grace, when they received that grace, what was their face filled with? It was filled with peace. Okay, from an outside point of view, 
it's like that they are being taken advantage of. They are um, they are being worked to death, and yet inside of them was joy, right? Joy and peace of not having to go to class. But I've had these kinds of uh, moments before. Right, you've all had this experience, right? Where you loved God so much that you would just continue to praise God, pray God, worship God all the day long. And and we would think in that time that oh how great it'd be to die like this. Right? I would have no regrets. And so many of you became pastors, right? Many of you wanted to become pastors after that experience. But and so when we live with God, truly, there is victory and freedom. And why does that victory and freedom come? It's because He is the Creator God. He is the King of all kings. Well, first, we hear the gospel. and We didn't know how amazing He was, right? None of us did. But as we heard the truth, the word of truth, as we came to Yerbang Church and heard the word of truth, honestly, I think before I got here, I, I never really understood the magnitude of his, of how amazing he is. I knew that he loved me. I knew that he loved me so much to, to the point that he was willing to die on the cross. I thought that that in itself was good enough. But the more I come to know God, the more I come to meet with Him, the more amazing it is just, just to be with Him. It's like the same joy that, that the students had as the classes were canceled. But, but going beyond that, the person that I'm meeting, he who I'm meeting with is the greatest of all beings in the universe. That this choice is the best choice, is the most excellent choice. That amongst eternity, that this is the best choice that you could, this, this best decision you could ever make. And that's what it means to say we believe in God. And that's what it means to say that we have been graced by God. And as we live this way, uh, when we did not know God, we were deceived by the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, and we were easily swayed by by a prosperity gospel. We were easily swayed by um, by Gnosticism. Yes, God has promised abundance for us, and when we hold on to God, abundance fills us. But many times, when we lose God, we try to cling to abundance. trying to say is God wants to bless you. He desires to bless you. He desires to enrich you. And He desires to shape you in His image. And that's why He died on the cross on Mount Ebal. 
right? That he wants to transform your curse into a blessing, right? That's why he chose the cross. Now, of course, God curses us. God is God because he can bless and he can curse. But his will is not to curse. His will is to bless. But when I let go of him, that in itself is a curse. But if we hold on to him, then that curse becomes a blessing. And so, in grace, the most gracious thing is Him Himself, is meeting with Him Himself, this amazing God. Amen? And so Gabriel says, according to today's text, that the Lord is with you, in verse 28, the Lord is with you. And so this is the greatest of all graces. Amen? And then let's move on to the second section. The second section is the message of the angel. So verse 31 to 33. And I will read these verses to you. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So if you look here, it uh, is a prophecy foretelling the uh, conception of a virgin, right? the Immaculate Conception. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And today's title is this, right? This part, you shall call his name Jesus. And Jesus was born of a virgin, yes? And re regarding this, what John says... John says this. John says that the true light, which he was, uh, he came to his own, no, no, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. So when we look at this from Gospel chapter 1, or Gospel of John, chapter 1, the gift of eternal life comes in faith, and that faith is a gift, and that gift is the seed of Jesus. It was not made, uh, this seed was not made of, um, of the world, but it is the glory of God. Um, and so it isn't just Mary who is being conceived, but who conceives. But when I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, this life that transcends this universe enters into us. 
And the name of this life is the life of Jesus. And what Hebrews, the author of Hebrews says is that that he who is holy and those who are being made holy are of the same source. Therefore, he is not ashamed to call them brothers. Now, of course, we have been created, right? We are creation. We are begotten by God through the image of God. But our source is God. And... And so this life also at the same time that comes into us from above, this life is made in the image of him who is the source of life. And so can you see Jesus in me? Can you see Jesus inside of me that, uh, that the virgin will give, birth, will give birth and you shall call his name Jesus? Yes, you have all accepted Jesus in your name. You have all accepted Jesus, yes? And the name of that life is the life of Jesus. And so the virgin conceiving and giving birth the, the the life that came out of that is not only Jesus, but also he came into us. Why, what does it mean that he was born of a virgin? A virgin cannot conceive, and this is grace. And so what is grace? Is that a sinner like me? Someone who is at odds against God, who is an enemy to God, and yet his life entered into me. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. So this eternal life that entered to you means that the life of Jesus has entered into you. And he is not ashamed to call us brothers. And in our Pastor Yu's sermon, Right, he wore the flesh once. But he is not ashamed to put that flesh on. He is not ashamed to become man just as us in order to intercede for us. And this is the gift that Jesus has given us. And so, of course, we may not be like a virgin bearing a child, but... But the different and the main difference is that he was risen. He is risen, and because he is risen, he comes in the spirit. And yet, a virgin will conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. So we could not exist in this way, and yet he made it happen to us. Just as a virgin could not have bear a child, and yet within our body. In this respect, we could not choose God, right? We could not look to God, and, yet, and we could not help but be ignorant of God. And we did not seek God. No one sought God. How do we know that we did not seek God when we see that his life inside of me was dead? Then I was not seeking him. I have never sought him. Until he came to me. And he gave me the most important thing. Amen. I have never sought him. He sought me out first. So regarding this salvation. All we can say is that it is grace. Grace. 
for he could not be with sin, and yet he came down to me in the same body that I have. He came to me. Amen. And then let's continue. And so Jesus coming to us is the second creation, right? That the one who has created you, Israel, is speaking. Do not be afraid. I will save you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. I think he's reading out of Isaiah. But um, the first creation, uh, they could only hear the word. But the second creation... That through the revelation of the light, this revelation of light means that we have a new relationship with between Father and a Son. And when we have this relationship of Father and Son, what happens inside of us is that we become renewed every day. We were renewed in the Holy Spirit, we're renewed by the Word, and we're renewed by the blood of Jesus Christ every day. You are a new being, a new creation. For whoever is in Christ is a new creation. And as it says, behold, a new creation. We are continually being renewed. And so in this worship, if you are receiving grace, you are being renewed. And the last section is Mary's response in faith. And if you look at the end of verse 32, it says, He will be great and will be called the Son of Most High, and the Lord will give to him the throne of his father, David. And this is, of course, God's grace, but at the same time, it's the fulfillment of the promise. And so if you look at where this prophet is, it's in 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 7, 16. 2 Samuel 7.16 And then also Psalms, uh, Pasha 89, verse 3 Psalm 79, verse 3. Um, no, it's not 79. What did I say? Did I say 16? <laughs> Anyways, um, he, he's moving too fast with verses. But um, one moment. Okay, uh, because there's no one higher than God, he sweared by himself. And so this swearing of himself is, is the ultimate uh, guarantee. Why did he give us this promise? in order to establish the king in the line of David. And we know the genealogy of Moses and, and Joseph. And if you look at the genealogy in Matthew, it goes from David to Solomon, yes? But if you look at Luke, Mary is not, is not um, 
Solomon, but through a different son of David, right? Mary, Mary's genealogy. And if you want to be of the house of David, and so uh, from the outside perspectives, he is the genealogy, he is the descendant of David because of his father's descent. But no, it's actually he is the descent of David through his mother's line. And so what's important is not what we can see, what is at face value, but what's invisible. So we had this conferences and many conferences throughout this year. And during the corona pandemic, we've had much grace and many things happening. But if we were to record it all down, we could not find enough words to write everything down that happened, right? To the remnant in these end times, to those who believe, God is doing something. And we keep trying to confirm that with our eyes. But the more important thing is the invisible realm. The most important thing is to see in faith. Amen? And so regarding this, we want to see Mary's response in faith. So let's look at the faith of Mary before we close the service. So I shall read verse 34 to 38. And Mary... So 26 to 30 was receiving of faith, receiving grace. The second is verse 31 to 33, which is the message of the angel. And then the third section is the, uh, the response of faith of Mary from verse 34 to 38. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am your servant, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So I want to proclaim regarding faith, but before we get there, I want to talk about something else really quick. Okay, so in verse 35, uh, and the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And so we talked about grace earlier, yes? And what is grace? Grace is God's gift to someone. Not earned, but just given. And we said that when we receive grace, what happens is we are empty. We empty ourselves. And this emptying process is the very first process of, of receiving salvation, right? Is confessing that I am a sinner. Because we have been received God's grace, the very first confession that comes out of our lips is, is that we confess our sins. So in faith, God fills this emptiness. 
And through that faith, God gives us righteousness. And in righteousness, what happens inside of us is that this righteousness grows to holiness, grows to perfection. And so when you are sanctified, Jesus says in Romans 3, verse 25, 26, that Jesus, ah, oh, this is a memory verse, but I don't remember it. Uh, Romans 3. So through the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, righteousness is there, is shown, right? And the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward. And so Hebrews 10, 14 this is also a memory verse. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Right? And we talked about earlier, oh, this being sanctified is about righteousness. And now being made perfected is that in the heavenly tabernacle, uh, uh, the root of sin, the influence of sin, all the power and authority of sin is being cut down. And so through the righteousness of faith, we grow in holiness and righteousness and, and, and perfection. And so right here it, to Mary, uh, it says that the spirit will come. Uh, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so again, this is the two parts of what I just explained earlier. So are you following after me well? I'm sorry, I'm trying my best. <laughs> and lastly, Mary asks him that, uh, how can this be for I'm a virgin? And then so they talk about this life and then and then speaks of Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived. And so Mary uh, responds in faith. And what does she say? She says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And as I was preparing for this sermon, uh, I was looking over the, verse, over the sermons of Hosea. And in Hosea, Hosea knows the heart of God, and so that's why he can see Gomer as this holy bride. And while he was describing this, Pastor Kim used this example. When you know God's heart, the most important key to knowing God's heart is trusting in His goodness. And if you want to trust in His goodness, the key to that is receiving God's love. And so in today's testimonies, we also heard this, right? That what it means is that we go from self-centeredness to God-centeredness. And because we did not know what eternity was, we were close to eternity. But now, as we prepare for eternity, we are heading towards eternal life. And in that process, God is continually waiting to give us His best. He is good, amen? He loves us more than we love Him. And if you are shaken in your faith in this, then you cannot act out in faith. 
So Mary, I don't know how godly she is. I don't, I cannot say. But in the land of Judea, to a Jew who was born, who, who was hearing the Torah, then, then she would have known what it would have meant to, to be, to conceive a child as a virgin. She knew what it would meant, and yet here she is not shaken. And this is existential faith. What is that existential faith? Is complete trust in God. Complete trust in God. And as I was preparing for this sermon, uh, this emo this this feeling overwhelmed me. And what it is is. Is there times where I feel heavy? There are times where I feel difficult. There are times where I feel hardship, but I'm very grateful for those times. There are times where I was excited, times that where I was overjoyed. And while I'm in Yorban Church, uh, what, no matter what assignment I was given, I would rejoice. Why? Why? Because I could always find that God sought me out, that He came to me first, and this salvation life of the salvation has continually rejoiced us but now as now as i close this sermon what i want to share to you is this is we must not lose the love uh, the joy of loving god we must never lose the joy of loving god in in the midst of our hardship uh, in the midst of persecution, we are heading for deeper hardship and deeper persecution. God reigns over us, but if we want to be under His reign, then we need to know God's heart. We understand that God wants to give us His best. So what this means is that we can just be um, completely, I don't know how to use this word, but um, like like nailed to God, right? But um, no, that's a bad image. But, but anyways, like embedded into God. Uh, sorry, one moment. Oh, this was important. One moment. Um, so when God came here, no one welcomed Jesus, yes? And through Luke, we are seeing this. And when we look at the gospel, when we imagine how Jesus Christ came to this earth, we romanticize it, right? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yes? We romanticize it. But actually, at this time... This time was not a time of romance. They lost their nation. Uh, and for 400 years, they had no experience of direct contact with God. And yet, there were people who, who held on to faith in the midst of that. And amongst those people, we see Mary, uh, Elizabeth, Zechariah, Simon, Anna. And that no matter the circumstances that they are waiting for God, whether it was in the past or now, uh, there are not a lot of numbers. And so whether it's you and me, you and me, we are in the same position. So whether we will be successful or not, no one can know. No one can foreknow. And yet, everything that happens to us 
What we can know is that we should never lose faith in the goodness of God, no matter what happens to us, good or bad. And so this is the faith that Mary had. And this single faith, this singular faith allowed for the birth of Jesus Christ. And so for Jesus' life to be born in us, we go through many trials of faith. But what we should never ever forget is the goodness of God, that God is good. And that the glory of eternity, this great love never ceases to follow after me. And so uh, the virgin shall conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Amen. And so let's sing this song together, all together. That uh, Lord, help me not to lose the joy of loving you. So like this song says, we want to pray that Lord, help us not to lose the joy of loving you. Uh, whenever we are tight on money, we worry. Whenever we have hardships with our family, we have this fear. We have this worry that there are times that this worries of the future covers over us. But Lord, in the midst of that, help us not to lose the joy of loving you. If you have lost the joy of sal salvation, we need to find it again. We need to reclaim it again. Why? Because we are free. Because we are free, we are free to enjoy the joy of freedom. As it says in Corinthians, that your life is hid with Christ on high. So let us find that joy once again. And if any of you amongst you who do not have salvation here, then seek that salvation. Meet with God. Meet with God. Meet with God. And so pray to God, Lord, meet with me that I could seek you, that I can meet with you. Let us pray all together. Heavenly Father, in this mist, help us to find that joy of loving you once again. The joy of loving you. And if we have already found it, that Lord, may we seek it even deeper. That you are our everything, Lord. That it doesn't matter what circumstances we are in. Lord, we want to love you on high. That we want to trust you that we want to trust you and look to you alone, that we want to seek you alone, that it's not my circumstances, it's not my conditions, whether my work is working out or not. Lord, I choose to trust you. I choose to love you. In this moment, in the midst of your glory, Lord, hold on to me. Embrace me and hold on to my heart. Lead me that that we would be able to offer this heart of love, this heart of love that we would rejoice, that we would seek you alone, that we would seek you alone, Lord. Lord, we trust you to the end. We tr love you to the very end. It doesn't matter the circumstances that the joy of eternal life will never be taken from us, that even now we choose to love you, even now.
We choose to love you as the virgin will uh, conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. In us, we have your life. We have the life that you have given us. We have the life that you have imparted to us. Help us not to lose that joy. Help us not to lose that joy. But like that day, on that day we were saved, that we would stand in faith, stand in faith in the love that you have for us, that we would remember that faith once again, that we would trust you and you alone. You are my king. You are my everything. At this moment, Lord, we hope for what is unseen. We hope for the redemption of our bodies. We hope for the glory of freedom. <coughs> my hope does not rest in this earth, on this world. Lord, please help me not to lose the joy of loving you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, help us not to lose this joy. Help us not to lose this love of you. At this moment, pour out your grace upon us, Lord. We trust you, Lord. We praise you alone, O oh Lord. We love you alone, Lord, no matter the circumstances. Lord, even though we may walk through the shadow of the valley of death, Father, our hope is your, your love. Our hope is you. And we want to pray for one more time, one more thing. That as it says, that you shall call his name Jesus, right? And our new creation, our second life is in the name of Jesus Christ. And this name has power. This name has freedom. This name has healing. This name has authority. That there is under no other name will we receive saved. Whether in heaven or on earth, there is no other name. And so, Lord, save us. Save us from our sins. Save us from our enemies. Save us from the system of Babylon. Save us from the Babylonian religion that has been seeping into the church. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I have been saved. And so, Lord, upon that name I rely on. Upon that name I look to. That, Lord, in that name there is power. In that name there is salvation. In that name there is healing. And so, Lord, in every aspect of my life, I seek your salvation. I need your salvation, Lord. May your power, may your salvation, your healing, your restoration be poured out upon us today. Lord, we need you. We need your strength, Lord. The new glory door of the new glory has opened, amen. So look, like Unjin and Chie who were like who were like uh, constantly wondering, it's not just simple grace, but a new era is upon us. Like the conference in Honduras and Costa Rica. These, this grace is not just simple grace that you have experienced in the past. But really, for 32, it has been 32 years since I've begun my ministry. And these people are not just simply being receiving grace. No, they, the land is being changed so that God could raise up his remnant. 
And so this is confirmation of 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 rebirth, right? Unjin and 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 jie. Really, what it means that I'm belonging to the church, right? I'm gonna say like this confession that I am a bastard. Is that an easy confession to make? No, it's not. And look at how many of you hide your weaknesses, hide your hurts is because of this fear, right? But, but when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you are free, free to open up. And that is what it means to be the church. And that is this new era that is coming upon us. And yet many of us have not opened our hearts. And because we have not opened our hearts, our, though spring is coming, our hearts remain in winter. And even though this new season upon us, there's too many of us who have closed our hearts. I thought to myself, why? Why did a missionary shim break her arm? It's a warning. It's a warning. Warning that, that, that God has opened up this new, ser- new era. And it's a warning to the center, warning to our church that this new era is coming upon us. And yet there's still some of us who do not have the assurance of salvation. And there's some of you who cannot even deal with uh, your unrighteousness, your iniquity. Now, of course, there are many people like Unjin who are improving, who are improving as this new season opens up. But, but look, like I talked about Penang last week, right? The church is dying over the world, all over the world, right? Amongst his children, some of them have com- have de- have declared that they are homosexual. This means that he is rotting away, and yet. And yet, because God saves him, he lives, right? So, Yobang Church, listen carefully. This new era is upon us. And so, like Pastor Yu said, if you live in Yobang Church, how can you not have that assurance of salvation at the very least? Right? And so if you are one of those people that needs to die in order to know, this is dangerous, right? We need to be warned. The time has come upon us. It's not just simply time for just simple grace. It's time for us to stand before God in that glorious kingdom without shame. It's time for us to prepare for that time, not just living as life comes. So look, I'm not even talking about... Uh, one moment. Okay, even though this new era has opened upon us, it seems as if our church is still in winter, still cold and frigid. Okay, we had this wedding, right, this Friday. And there were so many people who left our church who came to the wedding. And I I don't know what you think about those people, right? I'm sure that many of you have familiarity with them, but... 
But for me, I need to repent deeply about that, right? Because, because, because honestly, when I see them, all I'm reminded of is my repentance, right? Because I could not embrace them, because I could not continually love them, that that's why they left, right? And so even now, if we remain in this frigidness, if we remain in this hardship, right, more people are going to leave the church. And so that's why when I see that, it just leads me to repentance that, that oh, because of my failure to love, because of my uh, inability to be more holy, right, I, I had to let them go, right? Because if I held on to them, that would be even the greater, that would be the greater evil, but so, so look, the church is opened up into a new session, and yet many people are not opened up. And we'll see more and more people leave. This is inevitable. It's not my will for that to happen. But look, we need to remember that the new era is upon us. And this new era, the wind of this new era needs to blow to everyone, not just Unjin and Jie. Right, like like this brother able to say that I am a bastard, right? We need to be able to make these confessions, and yet many of us remain opaque. Many of us remain hidden. Deacon Won Young Lee standing up here, honestly, that is a miracle, right? But she because she opens up her life, she can stand here, right? She talks about her marital problems. And then also, uh, Right. Um, after the high school went to high schoolers came back from RT, they got caught. They got caught going to the karaoke bars, and and they didn't get caught by one of our own, but they got caught by one of the kids who left the church, and so they called to tattle and said that, "Hey, you say you are a holy church." And so look at look at what's going on, right? This this is the problem, and so look. Why God is looking at them. Why do you think God sent some kid who left our church to be able to see where these kids were going? We need to be able to really repent deeply regarding this. The church is being mocked. And these things happen because God has opened up the new season to us. This didn't happen coincidentally. If you think this is a coincidence, then that is a danger. So what am I trying to say? We are coming to a close on 2022. And so all of this hardness in our hearts, even though this new, this new uh, season has come, why does it feel as if we are still hard? It's because the spiritual system is being changed out. Okay, as I said during the wedding, right, God, we live by what God gives. As Pastor Yun said, we do not live by what we see, right? It's not the results that our eyes feast on that matters to us. No, it's faith. We do not, we are not shaken by results. This is something that I've said for years and years and years. I just simply changed my phrase, phrase, phrase a little bit. And so look, 24 years ago, 
right? What was the victory of our church is that everyone who came to this church were people who were lumps of hurts and wounds, people who have been uh, chewed and eaten and spit up by the world. And what I should have done at that time was to, well, what I couldn't help but do was to point out their wickedness. But now a new season is upon us. But in this new season, we cannot just simply remain in this wickedness. Now we need to be able to forgive one another, to build one another, to encourage one another. Whether you're able to or not, that's the flow that we need to go through. This is the new season. Look at all these people who testified today. We need to now not point out their weaknesses, but encourage them, embrace them, welcome them. Don't discern in your immature way anymore. That's no longer the era that we are on. And this is where love begins. How? First of all, by forgiving, forgiving and comfort, encouraging. And so we're seeing the inner system of the church being changed. And it's because this isn't changed inside of you that even though the new season is upon you, you are still cold and frigid. And these hardened things, now a new wind must blow, amen? Like these, like these testimonies that today... Right, We need to hurry up and have assurance of salvation and really seek God and meet with Him. Amen? Without this thirst, we're in trouble. In this day and age, we no longer live in a time where we can just simply attend church. Remember that the biggest focus that we have been talking about for years and years is, is the problem of self-centeredness. Though the grace is powerful and the word is powerful, you receive grace in the midst of this presence. But because you keep living in this self-centeredness, you cannot live by the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot live by the Holy Spirit, what happens is that your life ends with that presence. You never allow that Holy Spirit to take fruit and manifest within you. And so during worship, you receive grace. During that worship, you are happy. But without this repentance, without opening up to God, because you keep living in your self-centeredness, you never experience the indwelling Holy Spirit. So when you go out into the world, when you go back to your families, you do not live by the Holy Spirit, but just continue to live in your thoughts. And so what's the result? It's as if this entire church has simply received a single talent. What, what is the person who received that talent is doing nothing, right? That's your goodness, is right? That you did nothing. You did nothing with that talent. I buried it. I buried it. That's, that's what's good in our church, right? How are you going to stand before God like this man with the one talent? No, we need to be going out there proclaiming the gospel, preparing the way for the king. And yet you think that it's better to do nothing. That, that is grace when no one asks you to do, do anything. And so if, remember that the man who received a single talent was cursed. We, it's time for us to bear fruit, live by the Holy Spirit. So the conference in Malaysia has finished. And so it, look, it's like this. I'm, I'm sorry to you many times, most of the time. 
I do not move according to the schedule for Yobang Church. I'm moving according to the schedule of what God has given me for the timing of the end times. Whether, And so next year, we already filled our schedule until June. And so you need to open your doors to this glorious new season and enter. Enter. That way you can participate with me. Walk with me. Or not, you're just going to end your life with this talent, hiding the single talent. And I, I said this to God before God, he is my witness. I'm no longer moving according to the time schedule, the timetable of Yobang Church. That Lord, I lift up this time to you. And so please, you need to follow with me after me. Let's walk together. And so we need to bear fruit, bear fruit to God. Whether you save souls or in other words, pray, like in other words, like, you know, like, let's, let's just be frank, like pray and really manifest the Holy Spirit. That's the season that is upon us right now. And so when you hear the testimonies of these people who went to Malaysia, don't just be like, oh, what great, how great. No, no, you need to see this new season, this new season opening. All the doors are opening up. Africa is opening up. Southeast Asia is opening up. Central America is opening up. It is God's time right now. But if you just, if you just shut yourself off to the world, just just find yourself in your own little corner. You'll you you will you'll be like that man hiding his talent. That's not how we should live. Let us all open the doors to this new season, Amen. And so, like today's testimony, be able to make this confession that I was born a bastard. We need to be able to confess uh, to uh, of how the Holy Spirit has transformed us. Do not tolerate, don't compromise with the unrighteousness and iniquity within you. We need to throw it all up. Amen. And so what is the trend? The trend is forgiveness. Forgiveness, encouragement, comfort. This is the flow that we need to go through. Amen. Stop using your stupid discernment. Just know that discernment to yourself and pray for them. Pray for them. But instead of discerning and judging them, comfort them. Welcome them. If the people do not change, the system cannot change. So believe in the glory of God in this new season and see that he's changing this church. And so we're going to uh, change cell upside down this next year. So the people who are cell leaders will only be cell leaders. And the people who are intercession leaders will only be intercession leaders. So that one person is a leader of only one thing. So we're going to get rid of the community aspect. And now, of course, there'll be a representative of brothers, representative of the sisters. But this person isn't going to do sell. Rather, he's going to be representative of bringing me hard things, right? Bringing me big problems, bringing to me big problems. And so this means that uh, there will be people who, who never have been leaders before who will be leaders. 
So for example, it's like this. I am the cell member and Pastor Yoon Taejung is the cell leader. <laughs> and then so it'll be like me, you know, say I'll probably sit there and be like, Pastor Yoon, you call that a sermon? No, that's not how you should do it. Okay, rather be with him, encouraging him. And so we're going to establish even newcomers as leaders. So many new cell leaders will come. Most of the current cell leaders will be intercession leaders. And so all he, they have to do is be intercession leaders. And cell leaders are simply in cell leaders. And those who are teachers are simply teachers. Why are we doing this? So that you can have more time to pray individually for personal prayer. Because we need to repent deeply. As many people have, have spread themselves too thin amongst many ministries. That's the problem. The moment I thought about this idea, I, I was really having a hard time wrestling with this. But yesterday, as uh, missionary Shim broke her arm, I asked God what's going on. And so first, we got to dismantle the center. And so, no, there's no need to be anxious, okay? I'm not saying this to be anxious. Open your hearts. Open your hearts and yearn and thirst and acknowledge that you have become hardened. That's all you have to do. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge that God's love is not entering into you. The problem is not that I cannot love God. The problem is that His love needs to enter into me. Because right now, the measure of our love, there's so many people that we cannot embrace just yet. We, we, we need to transform. And because our church cannot love, because our church cannot embrace, we're, we're continually just holding, holding, and holding. And so how is Yabang Church ending? It's just simply just sending people out, sending people out, sending people out. And really, if we do not change, as I said, this new season is opening, then more people are going to leave without this love. And so what era is upon us is new era is upon us. Acknowledge that. Accept it. Okay, don't just be like, oh, this person received lots of grace in Malaysia. No, God has opened up a new season. And in this new season, he's establishing his remnant. And I want to be a part of that. How grateful are we that God is opening this up? Amen? Unjin and Jie received grace. Of all peoples, they were opened. And uh, just as a heads up, uh, the attack of Antichrist is really strong because of this ministry of Israel. And so what do we need to think is that uh, when, uh, when the attack is great, the victory is that much greater. Amen? And so next week, we will announce the changes of cell. And new leaders need to be established. And the current of this community needs to move towards prayer, personal prayer especially. And also, uh, Pastor Isaiah will be taking a sabbatical and will come here. And how desperate is he that he's going to come uh, uh, during the uh, Young Adult Conference? And someone needs to go out to his church. I don't know who to send. Uh, Penang is very, very severe. 
Uh, it's a very strong presence of Hinduism there. But anyways, so I, I'll determine tomorrow who's going to go out to Penang. Okay, announcements. Okay, so there'll be uh, the General Assembly next week. Oh, okay. No, no, sorry. There's announce or uh, general assembly today. I think he said, uh, but the end, but the but the re re reveal of the different cells will be next week. And so, for example, it's like this: like uh, ministers become um, ministers become uh, cell members, and and newcomers become cell leaders. But when that happens, you cannot just sit there and be like, "Let's see what you can do." No, you gotta encourage, help, and 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 build them up. Amen. We want to establish new leaders. So when you live by the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter who is cell leader. Everyone can be cell leader, right? Remember, I used myself as an example. Even when I was a lay member, the moment I received the fullness of the Holy Spirit, I preached to pastors. It's because you do not live by the Holy Spirit that you're constantly worried about what other people think. But anyway, so this Saturday on uh, 2 p.m., there'll be the Christmas concert. And then next Sunday, uh, also again, uh, at 2, there will be Christmas worship service. And the New Year's Eve service next Saturday, 1231 at 9 p.m. And then New Year's service on Sunday. And then we will have New Year's conference starting on the 2nd of January to the 7th, only in the evenings. Okay, brothers, we must have assurance of salvation. There are many people in our church who do not have that assurance. Very many, more than you can imagine. If I were to share this name with you, you'd probably be astonished at who it is. This new, we need to all uh, prostrate ourselves before this new wind. There's so many people who do not have this Damascus movement. Throughout the wedding, I kept Talking about self-centeredness, self-centeredness. There was many people who could not receive that. We all need to open up to this new era. Amen. Okay, and then New Year's blessing ministry. Honestly, I didn't want to do it, but I have decided to do it myself. And so this blessing ministry will be Tuesday, Wednesdays, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, it uh, uh, January 10th, I think he said there was there's a maybe January 9th because 9th is is the Monday because he said yeah right so Monday to Saturday so uh, January 9th to January 14th there'll be blessing ministry and honestly I, I thought about it and and it's something that I should do so I will do it like like I have done in the past. Okay, so January 10th is correct, January 10th. And please pray for me because I am quite exhausted. But we will have, and I'm planning on taking a sabbatical month throughout February. Because starting from, 
Starting from March, we'll be having conferences again. We were planning on having a conference in Ondres to gather 2,000, but there's no place for 2,000 to gather, and so we'll be having a conference in Costa Rica instead that can gather about 1,000, okay? And then after Costa Rica, we'll have an open conference at Martha's Church in Honduras, where uh, anyone can come, not just pastors. And even, even doing it at a conference uh, at, at someone's church is still too expensive. And then uh, we'll be having conference in Africa uh, on the end of April, around April 24th. Okay, April 24th, uh, two weeks. And then in June, we're planning on having a conference in Guatemala as well as Paraguay. The, the date has not yet been set, but, but anyways, so this is the schedule for next year. And starting from next year, we're planning on going back to Israel, whether in September or October. So please be aware of the schedule, and so uh, I welcome anyone to come to these conferences. Okay, and the conference of a thousand in Costa Rica, many of us need to go. And regarding um, the Young Adults Conference in January, there's a lot coming from Malaysia, more than I expected. And so the Sunday of that conference, um, that Sunday, one of our associate pastors will lead worship for the remainder, the people who are not young adults. Okay, any other announcements? I do not believe so. Is there anything else? Also, RT is leaving on the 26th, next Monday. They'll be leaving on the 26th. Continue to please pray for them. Because we are making a lot of effort towards our children. And uh, as of yet, uh, we need to see fruit, right? Um, Israel is very delicate. It's very sensitive. And so please continue to pray. Uh, the first thing that they want to pray for is money. But that's not the most important thing. Because the money will be filled by God. That's not something that we need to pray for. What we need to pray for. Uh, it's okay about money because because Pastor Ham has lots of money. She has money that she has hidden as her bridal bridal dowry, and so now it's time for her to give that up. But no, I'm just kidding. But honestly, do not treat uh, funds as the most important thing in prayer, but rather pray that they would truly meet with God deeply through the RT, that they would uh, bear fruit, because especially when it comes to Israel, it's very delicate. And so today, let's pray in closing. And so we need to break free. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Lord, you have opened up the doors to the new season. And there are many people within this community that are still so cold. Lord, open the gates of this glory wide that everyone in this community would stand in that new season. So like today's testimonies, that Lord, the Holy Spirit would come upon us and open us up that we would take part in this new season. And as your will and your purpose for Yorban Church, Lord, may we stand according to your will, a church that pleases you. And so Lord, help us to repent deeply, 
And that the current of this church spiritually goes to love, to forgiveness, to encouragement, to comfort. And so, Lord, uh, may this um, weak discernment feed, uh, uh, disappear from this church, that we could truly love one another, that the system of this church would completely change. Let's pray all together. Lord, we thank you. Uh, wherever the church goes, you are opening up this new season. So, Lord, Yabang Church as well. May every aspect be opened to this new season. That we would truly be a community that can love with the love of Christ. And now that the system that goes within this church wouldn't be one of judgment, wouldn't be one of criticism, but would be one of forgiveness and encouragement and of love, that we could love one another as our life itself. May we understand the seriousness of the sin of criticizing one another and bless us that we would truly love one another. Lord, I lift up this offering today. That even in the midst of this hardship, that Lord, that the that uh, that your your fields would not be spoiled. Pour it out upon this community, that it would be sent out all over the world upon the inheritance, the business, and the work of all the church members. That uh, it would be blessed. That we are that Babylon does not determine my welfare. That Babylon does not determine my livelihood. But that Lord, it is your your word. Your word that would determine my livelihood. May that be confirmed every day. May each and every day be filled with your blessing. Overflow. May this black community uh, be astonished at what God has done. Open up this new season. Bless this new season. Oh Lord, we thank you. Oh Lord, we thank you. Pour out a new glory. Pour out the new glory. Pour out the new glory upon every member, upon this community, wherever they go. May the doors of this new season be open wide. Be open wide. Pour out your anointing, God. Lord, may the system be completely transformed. That we would be contrite and humble before you. That we would repent deeply. That all the hardness would be tilled and toiled. That all the loose, all the bindings would be loosened, Lord. Pour more anointing, Lord. And now, by the grace of Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church, and through the holy love of the Father, and the indwelling, comforting, fulfilling work of the Holy Spirit, for 2,000 years, you have loved us and come directly to us through th to those who yearn for that love, to those saints who want to love you again and be filled with that joy upon their family, upon their inheritance, upon their, upon their work. And Lord, upon uh, the missionaries all over the world, upon Zoe Ministry and Yerban Church, may this blessing rest now and forevermore. And so we'll go straight to, um, um, we'll go straight to the General Assembly.